0: All right, we are back for another episode of the Triple Double Podcast, a Run KNC production. We got a very special guest today. Um, you guys know him as Farron Hunt of the, of the New York Knicks. I know him as, as Farron, like going back to when he was 14, 15 years old. I want to start this by telling this young man how proud of him I am, how proud of him I am. Cause I know what he's been through to get here. You know, we we start going back to when this kid was in the ninth grade and dealt with injury and 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 people doubt him, and and right now he's living a real dream, and I'm, I'm proud of you, kid. So before we get into it, just let you know I'm proud of you, Farron, Let's start early. I got a phone call when you were in the ninth grade. Had to be at DeSoto. Might have been AAA. Did you start at AAA or at DeSoto?
1: Nah, I started off at DeSoto.
0: Started off at DeSoto. I got a phone call. Man, DeSoto got a move-in kid from New Orleans. They say the kid is a 6'5 shooting guard. You remember the Boss Fall League? Yeah. You pulled up to the Boss Fall League. I go watch. I'm like, oh, this kid kind of long, lanky, can handle it a little bit. Shoot the jumper. That was my introduction to Farron. So, Farron, you moved here from where?
1: So, I was there in New Orleans my whole life. New Orleans. No, your- no, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. My uncle, he uh he was living out here with his son. Okay. And he just kept telling my mama like, you know, like just come to DeSoto, like, you know, she didn't like you know how I was growing up in New Orleans. Right. So it was just that kind
0: of thing. She wanted just a better quality of life for her children. Right. And if you know Farron and, and his mom's relationship, they super close. And mama don't play about her baby for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so super tight knit family. So you you move to DeSoto. What brought you so from New Orleans, man? Just talk about your upbringing in New Orleans, man. Like I think a lot of people have heard how tough it is, but you lived it as a young athlete. How hard was it for you to kind of stay focused and and stay locked in New Orleans?
1: So well, if anybody knows New Orleans, you know this is not like a your typical growing up place. It's not like Desoto. Right. Some of these kids, like when I'm going to Desoto, thinking that they tough, you're not tough. Right? <laughs> I know real kids when I see them. Right. so it's uh, I lived in, like, I can remember, Uh, I used to live in my auntie's house, mm-hmm. and it used to be me, my mom, and my little brother. We all stayed in the same bed. This was mm-hmm. right after Katrina.
0: Right, right after Katrina. Okay.
1: So, yeah, I grew up, like, real hard. Like, I didn't really, you know, have a lot. My cousin, he was good at football, so I always looked up to him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And <laughs> I knew I was going to play sports, so right. I just had to figure which direction I was going to go. But originally, I was in a band. Like I used to be in a band. I didn't so, know that. Seventh grade, I started being in the band around seventh, sixth grade, and I played band all the way up to high school. What, I really wasn't. In <laughs>
0: what I instrument was in, did you play?
1: I was on a snare drum. I thought I was Nick Cannon. Ah. Was <laughs> That's real footage of that. There ain't no cap either.
0: No, I already so, know.
1: <laughs> you can go fact check that. I was in the band heavy. Okay. So Nick Cannon.
0: Okay. So you was into the drums, man. Like you was you you, you like music. You knew you wanted to play sports, but initially you started off in the band playing the snare drum.
1: Yeah, I was music. I'm very like musically inclined. Like I know how to read music, play the drum. I could I'm learning how to play piano right now. Really? Yeah, that's what I do in my spread time.
0: Ah, man, that's a great way to kind of get away because you locked in with one of the, the most OG coaches in the in the world right now with Tib. So you definitely need something calm and, and peaceful yeah. for, for your downtime.
1: Like, to the club, nothing like that. got to be locked in. You got to be real down there. You, you you, can't have that one fun night because that one fun night, the next day might
0: be just, you just don't know what to expect from him. So. Right. And and in your line of work for Ron, if you come to work one day not prepared, you might not have a job the next day. That's a fact. So you completely understand that. So you move from New Orleans to DeSoto. You get there as a freshman. You meet Chris Dyer, correct? Yep. Now your so, freshman year at at DeSoto, right? you was a freshman, right? you grade. No,
1: this is my this is my going into my sophomore year.
0: Your sophomore year. So the yeah. Doe Trees brothers, they were already gone then, huh? Yeah. They were gone. Who was there with you when you got to DeSoto as a sophomore? Was Marquise and them still there? No, they were gone. This, no, this is the year Marquise and them went thirty-one. They won the state, and that year you did. Did you finish at DeSoto, or did you transfer? That, what happened was, I started there.
1: Okay. And then I didn't like how he was. Mm-hmm. I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can, like, deal with this guy. Like, he's not my, like, I just, he's not a typical. He's <laughs> screaming at me like he ain't come, he ain't grew up in my upbringing. Like, he don't. Right. You know what I mean? So I told my mama I would just go to school where she was teaching at and they had a basketball team. Good
0: basketball team.
1: Yeah, at that point in time. Mm-hmm. But the school like wasn't that structured, right? As that my mom wanted to be. So then I went to API. I remember. Damn, you did do. How? You were hurt at API though, right? Yeah, I was hurt at API. So I never really got a chance to play with those guys. Right. Who was at
0: API when you went to API? Uh,
1: Terrence Ferguson, Billy Preston, Mark Vidal, Tr- Trayvon Duvall. That five.
0: Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. And I tell people all the time, man, like like we're trying to get to prep schools. I don't know if you paid attention to Ferron. We got a lot of kids leaving now for preps. Like kids leaving Dallas left and right. Going to Mount Verde. They going to Link Academy. They go to Sunrise. They going to good prep schools, but I don't think people remember how strong Ray Forsett and and, and, and Bug and, and and Dre like API was special. It was Mount Verde in Dallas, Texas, in my opinion. Nobody was beating them dudes? Nobody, man. It Like, it was loaded. You know, pros. Billy Preston, top ten in the country. Duvall, top ten in the country. Furry was a first-round draft pick. Um, you're in the NBA now. It was pros in that gym. And I was fortunate to be able to spend some time around those people and those kids. So, you go from DeSoto, don't like it. And if you know Dyer, Dyer was a monster, man. Like, he was just – he was a disciplinarian. But one of the greatest coaches we've ever had come through this state – and we'll circle back to how you finished there. So you go DeSoto, AAA. Was Mason Jones at AAA when you was there? Yes, he was. Yep. So another pro. Mace was there. That, man, Dallas has been good in basketball for a long time. You go to API, you get hurt. And I think people kind of forgot about you at that point. Kind of talk about going through that injury and rehabbing yourself back and getting back to a point where you were able to finish strong in high school.
1: Well, I was hurt. I did like the eight months post-op with the, the knee surgery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then uh, I went back to DeSoto towards the end of the year right when they were kind of like in the playoffs. I was like, all right, I'm going to dug it out. Like, it's easy. My mom ain't got to, you know, worry about nothing like mm-hmm. school right around right the corner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Rolling around to my sophomore year. I was still a little timid, but that fall lead, I had had the ACL brace on. I had grew like two more inches. Yep. So now I'm seven. I'm really starting to, you know, play above that rim. I remember I mean, that. I, that's when I met Perk.
0: Yep. Urban DFW. Worked. Perk, uh Derrick Perkins, man. Shout out Perk, man. Perk one of the realest dudes, in this genuine dude, man.
1: I met him and Jazz and I and I was working out. We might have worked out every day that summer. Really? No, we might have worked out every day that year okay. I was on a I was actually on a mission I didn't I, I don't remember taking any days off. I was I was I was trying to you know, save myself. You were locked in. Yeah, so going into my junior year, mm-hmm. we were kind of mediocre at DeSoto. That's the year that just had one state. We had high expectations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it was kind of like a bounce back. We lost the whole starting five except for one or two people. So it was a lot of young guys coming in. Then my senior year,
0: we should have won state. Yeah. Who was on that team with you your senior year from huh? Me, RJ Mason. Yep, Mason was tough, too. Uh Emory Price.
1: Yep. Duncan, Duncan Powell. Yep. Young Duncan uh, Powell. Young freshman Duncan Powell, the yep. one who missed. <laughs> yep. uh, yep. He didn't disobey us. He
0: respected yep. me. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jerry's Hickam Look, Chris, Chris Pryor. Yep. And Chris and, and Jairus are both playing Division I basketball right now. They took a different pathway, but Chris, I want to say, is that Lamar? And Jarvis was like, is at North. I thought those kids were both super underrated for Ryan, but you was underrated in high school too, though. We'll talk about that later.
1: Oh yeah, I, I like Chris. I was a real point guard.
0: So how did your season finish up? That your senior, year at DeSoto. How how far did y'all go that year?
1: I think we waited to the second round. Uh, but you know, after the, the Dunkerville situation,
0: yeah. after
1: we up and then beat him by twenty, yep. Uh, they had the video out and they suspended like half of our team. So we go into second round playing against Den It's just me. I ain't have RJ. I ain't had none of my
0: guys. It was a fight. The fight at Duncanville. The fight at Duncanville. I forgot about that. I remember. A lot. So. Yeah, that did. That did. That did. So let's let's kind of kind of go back a little bit to that last summer. I'm gonna start before that, because that 16U summer, you sat out the majority of the summer, I think you came back in July. I don't know if you remember this. I was trying to get you to come play with me with YGC 36. That's a fact. For that 16U team. I even got you to come to one practice at McCown. Ferron came to one practice at, at McCown. I think we had to go to Vegas the next week. And he told everybody on my team up. I'm like, dog, we got to get this kid a plane ticket. So I called Von Zell, who's the director of Southern Assault right now. He was like, man, Buff, we ain't got much. Talked to Rod Clark this morning, for Ron. I forgot you finished with Pro Skills for 16s that year, right? Yep. Who was on I that went- team? You? Me, Trey Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Bryce George, on that team? Bryce. Yep. Uh, Drew Timmy. Yep, 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 yep. For Ron and Drew Timmy, was on the same AAU team for 16U, which is really what wild him? when you think about it. Was, uh, no, he wasn't. Uh, Drew, Drew wasn't on that
1: team? No, Drew was on that team. Uh, I'm trying to think of what's his name, Jeff's son.
0: Justin Webster was at UNLV now. That was a good yeah. group. And you was fresh off of that injury. And you can see it coming because that day you can't – I think you finally started to get a little bit more confident at that point. But I want to fast forward that last summer with Urban. That was a hell of a summer. Nobody want to smoke. It, facts. Like – and I know that because we played against y'all that summer. You remember we played y'all at Bob Knight?
1: Yeah, y'all was talking crazy. <laughs>
0: we, him out of it was, it was bad. It was packed in there, man, super packed. Everybody coming to see uh, the Blueprint 5 versus Urban. My boys asked for that game, Caleb. All them kids asked for that game, man, and it was bad. Y'all beat up so bad that day. Y'all, y'all did your boy dirty that day, man. Y'all laughed and talked about me after the game and all that.
1: I think the first play of the game, we tipped it tipped it to Kane on purpose, and I, they threw it lob on the backside.
0: <laughs> and it was live. They going to be in for a long night. Yeah, it was loud. We ended up losing by 30. But that was my last year coaching. And, and those group of kids, that 2018 group, I had a really good relationship with y'all because we fooled each other outside of just the competitive piece. They were good kids, and I thought a lot of y'all was underrated. So what I did that last summer, you, Farron was just – he was he was confident, in my opinion. like, And he was playing with one of the best point guards I feel to come out of here that people don't talk about, Kennedy Milton. So when you were swinging all over that rim, you, Jamar, K, Narchie, Kennedy Milton was on that team. Uh, Braden Bell was on that team. That was a good team, man. MJ Milton, Jared Dixon. Yep. That was a really good team of guys. Talk about that last summer, man, and and, and just competing, you know, with, with, with your friends and all that before you left. What do you remember most about that summer you blowing up?
1: Uh, I remember everybody coming to watch K, in all honesty.
0: Facts. That's the Facts. Caden was the he was, and Caden was good. He was a good high school basketball player. He drew a lot of, he was the highest rank out of all of you guys. But I thought you were being super productive and still kind of slow. Go ahead. You know, Caden
1: brought all the kind of brought all the schools to watch us. Thanks. So shout out to him. Uh I didn't I think it's kind of like towards cause I've been the beginning I had all mid major. Yep. Like our UTA. Yep. It was crazy. Uh, I had all the little mid-major. And then when I went to the TCU camp, you know, I went to TCU over the gym one day. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Dixon, uh, what's his name?
0: Corey Barker. He,
1: Corey Barker. Shout out to Uh
0: He was like, whoa. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Him right there. <laughs> and then they offered me a scholarship. Right.
0: Which you originally committed to, correct? Verbally committed to TCU, right? Yeah the TCU, right, and then that's when the phone
1: started really ringing. Once TCU, you know, kicked down Joe, the then everybody started coming in. I had, I had a bunch of schools after that: Wichita State, mm-hmm. uh, Houston,
0: right. SMU. And I, I talked to Samson probably a couple of months ago, and and your name came up. He said, "Buff, the one kid I missed on that we didn't just go all in on was Ferron. And I don't think people realize how close you and Qantas are. Oh no! I, so I was going. <laughs> I was supposed to go to Houston. I was going to transfer. Really? Yeah.
1: Right so it was either out of Tech or UH. I was going to go to either one of them. Okay. Forrest at, was supposed to go to.
0: Right, 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 right. Forrest was your that dog was my, at, at SMU.
1: Yeah, that's how I got to SMU. Okay. So I was going to go to. I was going to either go wherever he went, or I was going to go to Houston. But so Houston was like stacked and It was some of my restroom, so I'm like, can't do that one. Facts. I believe in myself too much. I'm going to bet on myself. Ain't, they ain't none of that. So I ended up going to SMU with
0: Sean Forrest. Yep. Talk about what made you you kind of go from from TCU, and I actually think it was the, the the best decision, especially when you look back twenty twenty hindsight with your career right now. What made you switch from TCU to SMU? Like, what was the biggest factor?
1: So y'all, I don't know if y'all know Camerius Williams. Yep. I
0: was, it was at TCU. His, he he in the NBA. Yeah. He home City. Now he just got paid to play.
1: Yeah, uh, and I think he was undrafted. He might have been. Undrafted.
0: He was. I think he was. If if not, he he went in the second round for sure. Yeah, he went in the second round for sure. He was in
1: the TCU, though. Yeah, he let the country rebound per minute. Yep. So it was him. Okay. I'm like, oh, like, damn, like, I could probably. I'm looking at him, watching his game, I'm like, I can do what he can do, catch and shoot threes, rebound, and finish up that room. I feel like I'm more athletic than him. Right, for sure. So then. They got their class together. They had everybody. They had Russell Barlow.
0: D-Bain was in that. D-Bain was there at that time, right? I remember watching him play in the gym. I said, damn. D-Bain really getting $100 million too, dog. Oh, it's coming. (laughs) He he might get $120. He really is a a shot maker. So, I mean, you was at a situation where TCU really had pros, man. Like it was NBA guys in that gym. Did Yeah, R.J. Nimhard. Yep, R.J. He's He's in there with the Cavs right now. So you end up going to SMU with with Sean Forrest and and, and, and Coach Jank. Talk about your time there. You did three years at SMU. I thought you got better every year. Um, why SMU though? Why SMU?
1: Well, I was gonna go to TCU, but then they was talking about red shirt to me, so I was like, "Yo, I don't like the red shirt is not in my vocabulary." No, no, either,
0: no, no. I'm no, no.
1: My, bro, I'm not going over to school. where I'm gonna see how you get. It's just not happening. Facts. You've done that already. I already set it out. I'm already behind because I was hurt. Right. If I wouldn't have hurt, I'm giving a lot of people a run for their money for the top of
0: 100. 100%, bro. And I pulled them rankings. I pulled and the I rankings to see where you were
1: ranked. I was a nominee and I only played one year of high school
0: basketball, if we're being honest. Facts. One full year and one full summer. So I didn't play.
1: Yep. Half. Of, I didn't play like everybody else was playing, freshman, sophomore. I got on the scene one year and like, just handle business
0: but it's like you said you you had that growth spurt you got the 68 and I don't think you you are a freak athlete like a freakishly lengthy 68 high jumping hard playing athlete so and I tell people all the time man when when you're a bigger kid you get a little bit longer to kind of figure this stuff out and the thing for you you just needed to get healthy that was it mhm so I'm, I'm looking at at, at these rankings, and, and, and a lot of it goes into a lot of people didn't get a chance to see you for so long. But nationally, according to 247, you finished 194. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> 194. And I can just tell you some of the people in Texas that were ahead of you at that time. All right? And I'm going to go through a, a, a quick list real quick. Kyler Matthew, Edwards, shout out to Kyler. Kyler has had a, a terrific career. Um with, with Houston and Texas Tech and also he's still trying to make the NBA right now. Reggie Chaney. Ice Likely. Shout out to Ice Man. That's my dude right there. That's your dude too. Kendrick, Kendrick Davis, who was probably gonna be player of the year in America, was also your point guard at SMU while you were there. Correct? Yep. Right? How talk about you and KD, man? How did y'all do playing together? K D always found a
1: way to find me, so facts. I don't have the facts. Thanks. A lot of people had issues with him, uh, just you know the way he played. But he always found, found a way to find me. So, shout out to Kendall, me and him. <laughs> we had a connection. Right. I never had no right, with Katie. And I knew he was a dog. and he was all- I knew he was gonna be able to hold his own. If I if I'm going to war with any point guard, or if- I was saying this idea like, like if if he was my point guard like on my G League team when I first started, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm I'm averaging 25 instead of 20.
0: Right. Right, right. Jacoby Gordon. Remember Jacoby Gordon in Houston? Jacoby Gordon. Yep. Jacoby Gordon, Jamal B. Enemy, all these kids were just in Texas ranked ahead of you, man. We ain't talking about nationally. we just talking about Texas. So, kind of talk about the rankings. Did you ever focus on the rankings when you went to high school?
1: Um, I saw them.
0: Yeah.
1: I was playing, uh, I was really playing a long game. Facts.
0: Facts. (laughs) And, and you I'm, were a lot more mature than, than than a lot of these guys as far as your approach, man. And I think a lot of it had to do because you had to make up so much time. Over, I grew, you know. I grew up different though, like, so
1: I'm not, you know, how like they. Dad was in the gym with them. My daddy was never in the gym, like you know, like right. I knew my like you no know, disrespect to my dad, but my mama at work, my right. little brother at school. So I'm, I'm, I'm figuring a lot on my figuring a lot out on my own. So right, I, you know. My daddy really went around at AAU tournament, was screaming at the coach here. <laughs> I ain't had the, my mama. You know, she was gangsta. If I had an issue, I call him. Facts, I remember I that. To, that. I was handling it on my own. You was going to respect me.
0: Yep. And, and you were competitive, man. Like, like people think that you are like off the court. You one of the most probably laid back cast a, a, a dude to meet. But on the court, same thing with KD. That's why I think y'all click. Both of y'all were competitive, man. Like y'all wanted to win.
1: I used to guard him in practice all the time, like KD. Like, me and him guard each other. Like we follow each other. Like, like we almost fight. Like, but like, one thing about him, like, you know, like that's that's like my brother. Like, facts. Him, that dude. Like, I don't know why people, you know, misunderstand him. You know, he got a little chip, but he just like super competitive, super hard. And he he's small, so he got to be like that. He can't, he can't be, you know, like comfortable. Like that's why he, you know, so consistent. Like he worked hard. Too. Yes, he, he work
0: does. Yes, he, he might win
1: college basketball player of the year.
0: Facts. Facts. He, I think he's definitely one of the best players in the country. Between him That's and Drew Timmy, Sass, Texas is really putting on right now, bro. Like, it's, it's it's really crazy. So, you finish at SMU. Talk to me about your junior year and the you coming out, declaring yourself for the NBA draft. What let you know you were ready to go and, and be a pro?
1: Well, I really thought I was going to go after my sophomore year.
0: Oh, you was ready to dip after your sophomore year. I was ready to go because I didn't, I really Sean had left. So I'm like,
1: yep, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I ain't really, you know what I'm saying? KT dipped too. Yep. All your dudes was gone. Like, all right. I got Jake here. Let's figure it out. Right. So Jake ended up convincing me to come back. I'm like, all right, I'll go back. My junior year, boom, boom, boom. I kid you not, the person who saved my career, John Cooper. Yeah, you know, I know Coop. Coop, good people, man.
0: Good dude
1: if, right there, man. If there's any kid who need a father figure, a real coach, and he recruit you, please go
0: play for him. Coop, 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 Coop. Really? Coop really, really put something in you, man. Like he spent time uh, and, and go ahead. Three
1: times a week, maybe four. Mm-hmm. I call him, I taught to his children almost. Every day. Coop got That's
0: a son, gonna be cold too, Ferran. He young, but he gonna one, he's gonna be good. He's gonna be no more in the country. You, <laughs> you, you can book it right
1: now. You can write it down, with, what's today? Uh, September 14th, uh, Wednesday 225, East Coast 125, where Buffett. That kid, I seen him shoot. We was in the gym at Summer League when I was working out. Yep. When I got there, he's 6'5 with a racket. Yes, he is. At, Daddy shot 41% from three at Wichita. Please do not sleep on this kid. You might want to start paying Coop now if you can. Get the NIO deals ready. Right. Because that kid. All
0: right, man. We're going to take a short break real quick. Maybe about two minutes go to halftime, and then we'll come back and get you out of here. You got time to hang with us for a little bit longer?
1: Oh, yeah. No, I can keep going, man. I ain't ain't doing nothing. I'm chilling with
0: it. Okay. We're going to take a break for about two minutes, man, and we'll come right back. All right, we back. For the second half, uh, with our special guest, Farron Hunt, and, you know, we want to kind of talk about some of the people, you know, who played an integral role in, in your life. You know, we talked about earlier in the first half, you know, you kind of grew up rough, streets of New Orleans. Mama tough. If y'all know Farron Mama, she a firecracker. She don't play, you know, but <laughs> but ultimately, Farron grew up without a, a, a male presence, you know, so... With the basketball piece, you know, we talked a little bit about Sean Forrest and, and Coop. Kind of give us a background on on how those two guys played the integral role and what you're doing with your life today.
1: Coach Sean, just from a standpoint, he made sure anything I needed, you know, like I got if it was money, you know, if I needed, like, just anything. If I needed, like, to get something to eat. Right. Or if I needed, like, a rental car. Like, if I needed something, like, he would just make sure I would when I first got to SMU, I was going on a date, and I ain't really had no money like that. <laughs> he made sure I had money because you know SMU, everybody there got bread. Everybody. Like, everybody.
0: I don't think people realize how different of a place that is for a kid like you going there, being in that environment.
1: That ain't like you looking at these kids like, damn, like she's put. faggot. you, like yo, this is like car, like this is something I dream about.
0: Like real bread, though, like they paying to go to school at SMU, man.
1: Yeah, SMU is not cheap.
0: Facts. So I'm- I'm looking around, I'm like, man, this is crazy.
1: Right. I need bread. True life story here. He made sure I got some bread, you know what I mean? Like, just to make sure I was straight. Right. Just, you know, he just always made sure I was
0: straight. And then Coop, he just, Coop just gave me the game on, like, yeah, man. Coop OG too, man. Like, OG in the game. Coop gave me the answers to the test on what I need to do to get where I'm trying to go, Mm -hmm. how I needed to act,
1: and what I need to do while I was here.
0: And, oh, and I think you matured a lot. Like I remember when you were young, and but you was going through a lot. You were hurt, you know. You were you were kind of being undervalued and underrated. But I, it, it was crazy how much I thought you matured between your your sophomore and junior year. And I never would have thought to put the two and two together with Coop. You, you Coop. Know?
1: yeah, man. Coop, Coop gangster. <laughs> if he recruiting you, please, he ain't lying to you. I can tell you that much. If UNLV. And recruiting you, he's not lying. Right. He's actually helping you get to where you're trying to go. Right. No agenda, no no nothing. Nobody's giving him money for you. He's actually trying to legitimately just help you.
0: Right, right. And and that go a long way for Ron, cause cause in grassroots basketball, college basketball, it's it's a lot of lying that go on, ain't it? That's a okay. fact. Yeah. So just gonna
1: lie to you, they're gonna tell you a dream. John Cooper, Sean Forrest, those two guys are not telling you a dream. They have your best interest. Those are the only two I dealt with. I'm not saying every coach around the country is like that. Right.
0: But for sure, you right. know, have your... Right. Let's talk about Dyer. We we talked about Dyer early as far as you leaving. Like, I'm tired of this, but you circle back. You going back to Chris Dyer, how did that affect you moving forward? Did it prepare you for, for, for the hard stuff that came with this game?
1: So, if anybody knows Coach Dyer, if you could make it through you just gotta if you can make the team, team. if you can make the team facts team first cause yep. you know the team you gotta run a mile is 5 minutes and 30 seconds so <laughs> prepare yourself mentally for that And there's no calling your mama with him he don't he don't care he'll talk to your parents but like he gonna be very respectful. but he's gonna be straight up honest so dealing with him man it was uh, you know he, he the reason I, I got baptized he got me baptized that was my mama Christmas present really yeah he told me to get baptized I got the pictures on my phone <sighs> A lot of people don't know that. All my teammates, a lot of my teammates, that too. Uh, he reason you know, I got closer with God too. Yeah. Like I used, cause y'all used to bring me McDonald's breakfast in the morning, like to to Desoto. Nobody knew that. Like nobody, D, cause don't nobody
0: Coach nobody D, would ever expect for Dyer to be bringing McDonald's to anybody, bro. And me and him had a totally different
1: relationship than any other player. I felt like, like he actually like he texted me to this day. So me and Coach D, we were we were like locked in like class. He been shopping anything I needed, like he was straight like he and. On the court, he was going to coach us hard. Right. Like, I, one time, uh, I think I got mad at Coach Golden. I, like, broke his pencil sharpener or something. <laughs> I was pissed. So, he was like, all right, man. He, he thought that they thought I didn't know that. I thought that they didn't know that I broke the pencil sharpener. Right. Next day at practice, he had me pushing 25 pounds with a towel. Shh, like, I heard about them towel workouts. I heard they was nuts. Up and down. And I remember... uh one time, SMU had came to watch me practice, and we mm-hmm. thought we was going to finish, So I'm about to cook. Coach <laughs> Dyer had us doing defense the whole two was, hours.
0: Was that? The whole two hours just D. They just said that that D in DeSoto standing for defense. Dyer defense. Yeah, we did defense the whole time. So were you in the gym when he when they was doing defensive slides with no shoes on? Just to- oh yeah, that, that's a real thing. <laughs> I used to see pictures of that. I'd be like, dog, what are they doing in that gym over there, man? Yeah, no, nah, he it was shooting in a Yep, 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 yep. So So you go through SMU, you know, coop, Coop Gee the answers to the test. You you declare for the NBA draft. How did you feel after going undrafted? Like like what was your thought process at that point?
1: I remember sitting right there and I was like, all right, I was really upset too. Right. Because I was doing my workouts. Right.
0: How'd you, you think you did a good job in your workouts?
1: You go fact-checking with any scout. I went to work. <laughs> Except for one, it was one workout I didn't go to work in, and that was Houston Rockets because I was nervous.
0: Right. Every other other after that. Was the Rockets one the first one for Ron? Was that the first workout you went first, through. That was my first, that was my first workout. I can't imagine the nerves, like basically having a job interview to be a pro for an NBA franchise for the first time. So
1: look at it like this. Before, the before my pro day in Chicago, mm-hmm. I had two workouts lined up. Maybe two teams thought I was like could do this. Everybody else said jeez. I tell you two stories. San Antonio Spurs scout. I'm not gonna say the name. Okay. He said, "Shoot my statistics in college said I shot 19 for three. Mm. Whatever, it wasn't a really good percentage. Right. i said, all right. Whole summer I'm working out, just am in that gym. Pro day comes. I had 16 then the 20 workouts right after my birthday. Boom. True story. The guy called my agent for the Spurs. who said, I couldn't shoot. He said, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Please get me. I was completely wrong about it. Right. Got ready to work out. Every workout after that, I I feel like, I, uh, I I didn't feel like I knew I killed. And that was a fact.
0: But after that first one, like you knew you belonged. So it was like, I'm just going. Was- yeah,
1: I was in the workout. Y'all probably know Bones Highway.
0: Yeah, Busy Pittsburgh. Bones. Yes, sir. Different nuggies. Pitbull. Yes, sir. That was the first time I had.
1: He was in there. I, I was nervous. I was like, okay, with me, Isaiah Todd, Busy Bones, yep. Jay-Z, little nephew. Yep, yep. Washington. What Odation oh, Knicks. Uh, yep, the one With yep. uh, DZ League night. night. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we had one more person. Who else was in there? Can't remember, but it was all of us in there. We going at it. I'm going at it with Ty. Like I ain't, I ain't, I ain't do good on offense, but I'm holding my own on defense. Nice. So, you know, nice. own. so then I was like, all right, boom. Everywhere every I out out there, I killed. But when I got when I went undrafted, I was like, all right. An like, agent called me. He was like Dallas, because I, I killed Dallas. I just, my city. Right. gonna kill this one. If I would never got, if I would never had all the character questions and all the other stuff that was coming on my back when I from SMU, right. I would got drafted. And if I was shot through this little bit, I would get objective.
0: Which is crazy. Like for Ryan, you wasn't. I know you. You were. You weren't a bad kid. I just thought that you were. You were vocal when something bothered you. People knew it bothered you. You had a hard time hiding your emotions. But right. you, you were never a bad or, or disrespectful kid, man. Uh, what kind of what kind of, they do some real research when they talk about the NBA draft, though, don't they?
1: Oh yeah. So I never got in trouble. Uh, I never like really got into a real trouble. Like, people to this day, I never smoke weed, and I don't drink alcohol. Right. It has not bags anybody. Right. Never been a fighter. I ain't got no tattoos, no earrings. None of that. I've been my own man, you know. The whole time. Nothing. None of that. No tats, no nothing. I don't smoke weed, none of that. You, any, and you can fact check that with anybody right. who's been around me. Right. But, like, far as the interview process... And like doing their research,
0: they're gonna do due diligence. No so question.
1: If you're thinking you beating the system, then you're finessing, you just stabbing yourself in the foot. Telling you right now. They don't know they everything. already know
0: the answers before they ask you right.
1: What I remember in my Dallas workout, they bring me into the room. Al Whitney, he was the he's the GM of the Legends. Okay. Ellis GM. If you gotta go the G League route, I suggest going trying to talk to him. Mm. Al Whitney, he say, this was the last question, too, on an interview. He was like, Hey, did you get in any trouble at SMU? And I paused. I'm like, If I lie to him, he probably already know. Yep. I said, I ain't gonna lie to him. I'm like, Yeah, I got to tell with the police officer but it wasn't my fault, really. Like, he was telling me, showing my ID, but I'm like, Bro, I go to school, I here, go to like, school here. Like, bro, like, I'm not just standing at SMU campus at 10 o'clock at night. Come on, man. Right. Well, bro, I got to go SMU basketball all the time. I wasn't really I wasn't, that was the only trouble I got into but the police officer had put me in handcuffs because he thought I was trespassing. I was like, bro, I threw the school here. I'm trying to tell you that. So then they put got him on the phone with Jank and then Jank was like, bro, what are you doing? Like that's my basketball player. Right. But from the outside looking in, nobody will know. They're thinking I'm just getting in some trouble. Right.
0: So that was probably the only real incident I ever had to estimate So you go undrafted, you go through the workouts, you go through this process, the Mavs give you a phone call, right? Say, we want you to come play for the Legends. How was it, like, being in Dallas that whole time and then, you know, going the G League route in Frisco? Was it distractions because you were close, or was it kind of easier to lock in on what you wanted to do?
1: So, when I got on the drive, when I went on drive, I was like, all right, bet. I'm thinking I'm about to sign a two-way. We ain't got no two-ways. So, I'm like, all right, bet. This this, is how they coming?
0: I said, all right, bet. You had to exactly. really grind for it. No two way off the rip. Like, you really had to go get it out the G. Yeah, so I, I signed Exhibit
1: 10, which basically you get the training camp.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You get to play the four preseason games. And if you do good enough, you will make the roster. Mm-hmm. So the whole time, you know, preseason, I was playing. Like, I'm thinking, like, all right, like, kid playing me. I had nine points against Milwaukee, like, the last preseason game. Right. I'm playing against Greek Freak. This like, surreal. So I'm like, all right, but <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, there's no way I'm not getting a two because they had a two way open. Right. Brought me in the room. Like, yo, we are gonna waive you? You know, just think you need to focus a little bit more. I'm like, I'm devastated. I'm like, all right, bet. It's
0: just another stumpstone. stone. Like they waive you, so basically we cutting you from the Mavs. So you got cut at the but end the, of all that whole process. We gonna waive you. Yeah. So then, but the
1: Mavs G League team still got my rights. That's what. That's how you get the training camp money. Got you. Got you. Got you. Like, bam, boom. So he. Al Whitney, Real's GM. Real's one of the Real's guys in the game. Had me down. He was like, look, come play for me. Mm-hmm. Come play for the staff, And I guarantee you're going to get where you want to go if you just listen and do what we say. And now, was- first, I'm like, I don't want to go to the G League. I feel like, I'm like, why am I going to the G League? Like, this is embarrassing. Like, in my head, I'm
0: like, bro, that's this crazy is like- though. Like, like, you're a pro. Like, the G League is, I think a lot of people look at it as a, as a demotion, especially when you're young and you got aspirations to play in the NBA. So you looked at it like it was a punishment almost at first.
1: I was looking at it like, bro, I'm just like, bro, do I suck? Like, I'm like, bro, like, what's going on?
0: <laughs> you really start to question your ability at that point after you got cut and they asked you to go play for the G League. Yeah, but I knew I wasn't really ready because, like, I'm looking at Luka, like, I'm Luka, seeing Luka different, ain't he? He's best playing in the NBA. Luca's special. I, I don't even like the Mavs like that for a But I'm thinking about giving me season tickets because i Luca's just unbelievable. He's top two in the NBA. Number one. Yep. Okay. 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 But so you I'm, looking I'm, around? So so during your tryout with the Mavs, you're playing well, but you still looking around like like you playing against Giannis. You in the same organization as Luca. You talking about two generational talents? So you got to see up close early what the NBA really is.
1: So, yeah, I'm looking, I'm, I'm realistic with myself too. I'm like, bro, I know I'm not as good as these guys. They're way more talented than me. But I, I know I can I got some things mm-hmm. that if I just keep working, I can I can get here. Right. So I'm playing against Luca, like, and he like this ain't he's like two steps ahead of everybody. Like he moving at his own pace. He's playing hes dog. He get wherever he wants. JB, Dorian Finney Smith, mm-hmm. Reggie Bullock and Probably two really two realist dudes like I didn't came across, just vetch. He, good vetch Reggie Bullock and Dorian Fitzman. It was like my guys, yep. and Kate KB too, Chris Dass was his, he was cool. Bo Mine that whole team. I knew the Mavs was gonna go far. I I saw how nobody really had no envy, I didn't feel no hating vibes. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I could peep that from out everybody on that team, they were really selfless. so I knew that they was gonna go far. This job was not shocked at all when they be Phoenix. I knew, right? I like, I've been through that.
0: Right. Like, they they was just a good group of guys that wanted to win. They did a good job putting that team together.
1: And they just got even better.
0: So, Al Whitney convinces you to come and and lock in and listen, you know, playing in in, in Frisco, you know, playing with the Texas Legends. Uh, You did some really good numbers down there, though. So, you must have listened, man. Is The G G League is full of McDonald All-Americans, full of guys who used to be pros, but you found a way to carve out your niche there. You know, did the G League prepare you for the NBA, you feel like? I would say this. I told you how I was looking at it, embarrassing, right?
1: Right. G League might have been the best thing that ever happened to me. Really? G League the best thing that ever happened to
0: me. Why you say that?
1: It prepared me like, it made me like value being all the way, because you know, the full preseason game, preseason game you flying private. Facts you getting the money, you're good, hotel, five-star. Right. Really you just find commercial, like, it's, you know. It's different. A, a, it's different. It's a little bit different. Right. So I'm like, and then it just, like, it built my confidence when it came to playing, having mm-hmm. the ball in my hand, being able to play without the ball. Mm-hmm. They did a good job of teaching me, you know, this is how you, this was going to be a role in the NBA. Like, you got to be defense, energetic. You got to, you know, make your open threes, finish at the rim, and you got to, you know, be a great teammate. Right. So I'm listening doing all that, so then I get a 10-day with the Pelicans, so I'm like, all right, but yep. they really play much on my 10-day. I didn't play at all, right. but I was playing, you know, before the game, they make the young guys play. This is my first time being, you know, like, I'm here, I'm on the NBA team. Right. I'm playing against Trey Murphy, and I knew he got drafted, what, 21? Yep. So I'm like, all right. Trey Murphy got drafted high. Yes, he did. And that's like my brother right now, me and him real tight. Okay. Me and Trey, we we going at it like I'm going at him. He going at me. That right there, that moment, right there. No, I was like,
0: all right, but I'm ready. You Let's belong. Do it. You at that point after after all of that playing in the NBA in the preseason, you knew you weren't ready. Go to the G League, prepare your game. Listen, be a, st- a sponge. You get a ten day. Don't play no minutes in the NBA, but you around NBA guys every day working out, and that's when you realize you belong.
1: Yeah, I'm with Brandon Ingram. I'm watching like I even work out. Mm-hmm. I'm watching. Uh,
0: Herbert Jones, if mm-hmm. y'all know that, Alabama. He's Alabama, smaller. yep, yep. He's hey, having a really good career. He I play in his draft position too, by the way. He was second round. He started in every game for the Pelicans
1: this right, year. Right, I'm watching I'm saying, all right, bet. So I got, I didn't play much, but I was like, all right, bet. They see me. They're like, you know, wave you, see you back to the G.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I get to the G. I'm like, all right, bet. I just finished NBA. I'm going against NBA players. I know what it takes, bro. Right, right. So, 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 go ahead. We in L.A., about to play I, the Clippers G League team. I get a call like, "Oh, New York gonna sign you to a tour oh,
0: That's for the like Knicks, that, or for the that's for the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks, the
1: Knicks. Like, we're gonna so sign you to
0: in tour. LA with the G League affiliate? Get ready to play the Clippers G League affiliate. You get a phone. Who calls you? Your agent or 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 the pro or the organization? So my agent called me like eight times that morning. <laughs> I was in the phone. I was in like, a,
1: I was in like a meeting. And I didn't have service like a okay. hotel. Weird. So I finally answered the phone and stepped out of the room. This is like two minutes before film started. Now, if I'm late to film, Al, he about to get on my ass. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, like, you on the phone. And then I told, him, I, I told, like, all my team, i like, yo, like, uh, I just got a two-way from Knicks. So I'm about to sign a deal. They're like, damn, you can't even play with us. Man, you got to go. Like, you can't play. Go. So that day, I had to get on a red eye from L.A.,
0: to go to them. New York that's a, how long is that for like five and a half six hours right five
1: and a half hours right I get there I had to practice that next
0: day <laughs> you don't know where you stand you just at a hotel trying to figure it out nothing crazy man so it was it was crazy but 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 that's being a pro like you really got to be be able to pivot and, and move that's crazy. So the winding road to the Knicks, and Farron, you still young. You know what I'm saying? So you've been through a lot as a professional, just as a as a rook. So you get to the Knicks, you get to play for for Tom Thibodeau, and I'm kind of just—it's a lot of Texas ties to the Knicks right now. So Julius Randle, who's also from Dallas, played at Prestonwood. Jericho Sims, I know that's your boy. He played at UT. That's my dog. Yep, you and Grinds was in the same class in 2018 in Texas. He's he's with the Knicks. And now JB is there, who was, who was one of your vets when you was with the Mavs. So, it's a lot of Texas stuff going on in New York right now, bro. That's a fact. That's crazy, man. And we talk that's about the talent level here, you know, and JB's not. He's an honorary Texan because with the Mavs. But, you know, I look at at just you, Grimes, and, and, and Julius. Like, that's crazy. You got three legitimate Texans playing with the Knicks right now with Thibodeau. Yeah. So, so, kind of talk about you know just the relationship with those guys, man. Just, just good dudes.
1: Uh, yeah, no, all uh, uh, good dudes. Uh, of course, I knew JB. Yep. I wasn't surprised that he was gonna have a year. He actually JB was, was
0: cooking with the Mavs too,
1: dog. Yeah, so when I was with the Mavs, I was in the gym three times a day, six and one in the morning practice, shoot out the practice. You know, went back at night. I was like, I'm determined to make this team, right. Right. we in there at night he was always in there just getting the shots up
0: like, right that night that work really really will reveal itself though right you gotta work yeah yeah okay. it's always gonna show it's gonna show mm-hmm. uh was, all right, that he really in that gym so we we're gonna wrap this up a little bit so I got a couple of questions for you any advice 23 24 year old Ferran would give that young 14 15 year old trying to find himself and find his way what would you tell young Ferran today
1: stay focused you know don't don't pay attention to the internet the internet is not real facts just work just work find somebody that you know you feel like you can model your game after and work and be to be
0: better than them. but don't stay off that internet it's not real the internet is not real What did dirt say that shit is all props Facts. all right next do you ever play with yourself in nba 2k
1: Nah, I be playing Grand Theft Auto. I'm like chilling with this dude. I forget right here. you a
0: trench, you a trench baby, man. You 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 a real GTA kid for sure. Yeah, I'm playing. <laughs> I thought it was funny because I saw on IG the other day Jamar Jamar posted the picture of what they had you looking like on 2K. They did you dirty on 2K. Yeah, face is all messed up. <laughs> all right, pre-game ritual. What you listening to before the game? No,
1: so, not even gonna lie to you. Uh I'm listening to like some Anita Baker. Really? I'm 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 more calm yep. than like trying to
0: get hype. Right. Right. I'm listening to Anita okay. Lauren Hill. Yep. Can't never go wrong with Lauren Hill for sure. I'm listening to a little Michael. Okay. I
1: might play one little baby song, but yep. other than that.
0: Okay. What's your pregame meal? What do you eat? So
1: I mean, like in the league, you know, it's different. There's so much you can pick from. Right. There's all type of food meal, but I, I probably like, uh, I'll probably get like a smoothie, and then I'll get like a, probably like a pasta, some type of pasta.
0: Okay. Uh, last one. Living in New York, how different is that than growing up in New Orleans and living in Dallas? Different, you could be five minutes away from something, and it's gonna take you 30 minutes. I'm actually gonna come up there when Kentucky plays UCLA at Madison Square Garden in December. Never been to New York, so I'm really looking. I was told, don't rent a car, like it's the worst you know, thing to do is rent a car and get stuck in traffic up there.
1: Don't, yeah, don't rent a car. I got you when
0: you touch down. Okay, I got you, boy. Hey, for your fans, where can they follow you on Instagram and Twitter?
1: My Instagram like Ferran H1 and then my Twitter is my first and last name, like the number eleven.
0: Okay. I got you, boy. Hey man, as always, appreciate taking the time out talking to us. Like I say, me and you go way back. So this was more just a conversation in an interview, man. We are proud uh-huh. of you, boy. Keep going. If I know sure. you like I think I do, you still got way more goals to accomplish and that work don't stop.
1: Oh no, you already know. I'm at and no BS. I've been here The summer, probably like three months, I'm at like twenty two thousand shots. So, the the work has never stopped. Facts. You you do the math, and over them sixty days.
0: (laughs) Facts. No, I got you. All right, boy, man, enjoy the rest of your day, man. I'll catch up with you later, man. All right, all right, young fella.